You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright guys, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And I'm the guy everybody hates today. And this... This is the first time we get to talk with actual games for the Jazz under our belts. We had actually two close games. One of them was frustrating. One of them was exciting. Uh, both of them, I guess, frustrating for different reasons. But the Jazz are one and one. There's reasons to be really excited if you're a Jazz, ga- a jazz fan. And we're going to talk about that today. But my lo- time for our favorite section that we're going to start with every episode, even though we forgot our favorite section last time. But... Oh, our latest review comes much from joy. <laughs> so much joy from the best fans in the NBA. Uh, this this review. As long comes, as you don't hate me. Yeah. Stop sending hate mail to Milo. All right. Cool it, guys. Cool it. We write about the jazz. It's what we do. Cool it. All right. Let's see. Team names. Even studier Argentine. All right, guys, get ready. This is a Wait, this is, is, this, is this like from the last Argentine it, it, or like or do we have competition for the last Argentine? Well, we had like studly Argent- Argentine stud before, and then this guy's name is even studier Argentine. Wow. So I- wow. <laughs> this is- Absolute unit. <laughs> and this is titled Team Names. You know, I have gotten really sick of hearing the following. Why is it the Utah Jazz? There is no jazz music in Utah. You know what? No further argument can ever be made knowing there is a sports team in America called the Idaho State Bengals in Pocatello. I am a Delta rabbit. I personally take pride in how ridiculous our mascot or name is new orleans get over it you had a chance to at least rename your team something better than hornets you could have gone with the mardi gras mardi gras beads witch doctors or basically any other name than a philip a flippin pelican you have lost all right to gripe stop asking for our name we are not giving it to you good job our study or argentine oh yeah i like your podcast james hansen 10 out of 10 michael loman 9.5 out of 10 i just want to hear him rant about a lower rating than james Oh, dude, that's that's purposeful troll. I respect that. I respect that. That is just as that's very targeted, right to the heart, making fun of my team. That's is that uh, the cherry on top to your day? I, I don't know. I, I this uh, this is the absolute unit of Argent Argentines. I I just uh, I, I I don't want to like. I guess there's an entire country that just loves you, James. Like it's. <laughs> I, I, by the way, speak Argentine. A los argentinos les amo mucho. So that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> so you know what? Should we talk about why everyone is hating on Milo today? I think we should so, talk about. Can, can I tell uh, you how my morning woke up? So I went to bed last night, and I and anytime you play the Warriors, like the SL, no matter whether the Jazz win or lose, if they win, then you have all of the Warriors world dudes coming into your matches being like, it's just, it's just one win. Yeah. You guys can't even make it to the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. And then you have, then if you lose, then you have all the Warriors world people coming into your mentions, like flexing on you, but flexing on you in a way in saying that your team sucks, like your team's mm-hmm. no good. And so they're flexing, but like it, it, like you, wouldn't you want the team to be, be great? I just don't get it. So you can't say anything. So I, I went to bed just like arguing with Warriors fans and that, that was cool. And then I, I, I called it a night. Well, I woke up this morning <laughs> and I had a friend of mine <laughs> call me before I had been able to check Twitter and he calls me and, and, uh, and he's like, dude, you okay, man? And I was like, what's going on? He's like, have you been on Twitter? And I was like, 
no. <laughs> <laughs> and and I go and then on our on our uh, rider emails back and forth and through for the SLC dunk riders, somebody had screenshotted Donovan Mitchell liking the SLC dunk post of uh, uh, saying that Donovan Mitchell's heroics had sunk the Jazz, and and then I I realized, oh God, here we mention- go. <laughs> I hadn't gone to I like that was on my personal one. And so I was like, oh geez, I don't want to go on to SLC Dunk one. And I go in there and there is a thousand mentions, over a thousand. <laughs> oh so Donovan, I just uh, so Donovan, I only re- listening, we love you. So I, I so I only responded to like the the most hurtful ones or the funniest ones or most ridiculous ones this morning. The thing and, that's and, crazy and, and, is you're just commenting on the game. Yeah, I was commenting on the game. They're like, and one guy was like, "Are you commenting on the game? Because if you are, you you would know that this is going to help us in 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 April." And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Losing doesn't help you in April. In fact, it actually hurts worse because you're going to look and be like, "Man, we could really wish we could have that game back in October." And um, anyway, so mm. so there's all these ridiculous things, but all uh, the heart of the matter. So talking about the the game, so and it was a fantastic game. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, it was absolutely phenomenal. It was like balls out, balls to the wall, just high powered offense. Who would have ever thought the Utah Jazz would ever score like 81 points in a game, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks sustainable. It does. Like the, it, like, it looks like the they offense, can keep this up. Yeah, it does. And and so you had that barn burner in the f- first half. Jazz set a franchise record of 81 points. And then the Warriors do what the Warriors do. They clamp down on defense. They made adjustments at halftime. Um, it was Jazz were able to keep about five to eight point lead for most of the third quarter going into the fourth up until about the eight minute mark. And then that's when it just really started to grind to a halt. And that really and, and that really felt like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant both said, hey, we're going hero mode. Give the ball to me. We're, we're going to do work. Well, they wanted to win and, that game. And I don't care how many Warriors worlds. That was the weirdest stuff, too, is when they say, like, oh, we didn't even try hard. That wasn't even anything. Dude, your dudes played 40 minutes. KD they, played what? 40 minutes? You right? could argue they tried harder than the Jazz did because, like, the Jazz had players under 35 minutes for the game. Like, yeah. And they they wanted that. And when Jonas hit that shot, I don't care what Warriors World says, they were jumping up and down, cheering. Iguodala had his shirt off and was screaming to the crowd. Like, they wanted that win. And, you mm-hmm. know, hats off to them. They got it. And, you know, we had just, like, a lot of little bad breaks and – if yeah. Donovan Steph makes Curry played one of thirty-seven points, Steph Curry played thirty-seven minutes. Kevin Durant played thirty-nine minutes in the second game of the season against the Utah Jazz. Last year they would have been like, "Whatever happens, happens." This year, this was a definite like we they were trying to exert their dominance to be able to prove a point of who was the best in the West, and they they were one weird bounce away at the very end of the game for that Jonas Jerebko putback from failing to do that when they were going all out. And let's not let's not pull any punches. Utah was going just as hard. Utah really yeah. wanted to put their stamp on this. This was oh my goodness, this was an insane game. It was insane. Uh you had uh let's see here. Kevin Durant had 38 points. Uh Steph Curry had 31. You had Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green um while efficient really didn't uh weren't very big parts in the game and that was by design by Utah's uh by Utah's defensive system of what they were what they were allowing them to get mm-hmm. um and the Jazz's bench we talked about it um before on the last podcast how the Jazz's bench is going to keep keep them in games and be able to push leads and we saw that in this game and what it came down to was could the Utah Jazz's starting lineup at sort of uh, minus favors insert Crowder. And that seems to be 
I mean, am I remembering it right? Did Crowder did Crowder finish the game in Sacramento as well? Am I, uh, I, am I remembering? So. The Jazz have looked. Yeah, I think so. Crowder on the floor, by the way, they have looked yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's been a couple writers, not me, so don't hate me for it, um, who who said that it might be time to get rid of the uh, the ceremonial favors start mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's be. what it I mean, is. Just the Jazz were just blowing the doors off with it. It was just. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, so I don't know if I'm going to derail right now, but can we talk about George Niang a little bit? That guy is looking really nice. He came into my goodness. He yeah. played solid minutes, and the thing—I mean, we know he can shoot lights out, but he's actually—he made a nice assist to Favors at one point. He he really played good. decent defense too. Like he stood up against had to guard Kevin Durant, having to guard Kevin Durant, and it was actually pretty good. Like I was like, well, yeah, like. I mean, I don't want to get too hot takey, but he is going, he might make some uh, surprising advancements in the lineup at some point this season. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, be surprised about. Because we talked about in preseason, you know, Jay Crowder better watch his six because if he has rough games, you know, uh, this is how Royce, Royce O'Neill was able to break through. Alec Burks well, got stuck in a rut and he was able to break through. This year, Alec Burks is cooking minus last night. Mm-hmm. But, um, but even then, Royce didn't really take advantage of the opportunity. Like well, Burks didn't have it going, and they threw in they threw in Royce, and then then Royce did the the uh, Royce had the a rough infamous game. zero zero zero. He was he had it rough on defense. He had it rough on offense. He mm. was forcing something to sidetrack on on Royce. I kind of think. Royce looks like someone who's been working on a ton of stuff in in the offseason with jazz trainers, his own his own guys, his own um trainers and doesn't know how to reconcile what he's been working on with what his strengths are. And maybe that's Utah too. Utah saw what he was able to do in practice and in offseason wor- workouts and other things and they know mm-hmm. it's in him, but he's just struggling to put it together in game time situations. He well, just looks like tough. he's playing outside of himself right now. It's tough. The Jazz are deep. I mean, Dante is playing lights out right now. He had another great game. Uh, he, I mean, yes. he came in uh, two games in a row now. He's come in and played very, very well. Defensively, offensively. Uh, Alec Burks has looked really good. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't bad last night. He wasn't as on fire as he was uh, in the first game, but he's been nice. And so... Uh, Royce has got to compete with Dante and Alec who are playing fantastic. And if the nice thing for the jazz is that, you know, if Royce is having a little bit of a rough start to the season, which is fine, that's what happens sometimes with players. uh, They've got Dante and Alec that they can just put in. And, you know, I, Yang has played so well. Jay Crowder has played so well. I've forgotten that Tabo's not playing right now. And Yang, honestly, he has looked, so good and he he is a lights out shooter he's a nice he's like i mean he might be one of the five or six best passers on the team with some of the playmaking he's done i'm i'm like so high on niang right now <laughs> and when you consider yeah. that we pay uh when we pay uh tabo cephalosha six million a year and and we have <clears throat> we have niang on like one million a year that's incredible value and Ugh, the team is actually really exciting right now. And the big takeaway for me from these first two games is the Jazz are really, really good and are going to win a lot of games. Uh, whether it's Dante, Alec, um, Royce O'Neal, and then Jay Crowder, Tabo, or Niang uh, on the second unit, the Jazz are going to. The Jazz could win 60 games this year if they play like they did last night. My I, goodness. I, 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 Quinn Snyder said. Um... And before we get into critiquing and whatnot, um, Quinn Snyder said he was really impressed by how far along their um, their offense is. He said they're they're much further along than he anticipated with this. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, that it, the Jazz, uh, if they if this Jazz team can overwhelm people with their offense, it's kind of like the reverse Houston. Like Houston always had the really good offense, and then last year they got really good defense, and that really change the the calculus of of their projections mm-hmm. and and it, with utah it's like vice versa like the defense has always been there but man if they if this is their offense 
Ooh. Oh my goodness. That's um I mean through the first two games, this is this is Utah's uh Utah has the the best offense in the league. Oh uh, yeah. I, I I you couldn't even convince me small sample size theater that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's intriguing. I I think the other thing too um it, to say that Dante Exum is cooking Here's his per 36 to start the season. 21 points on 57% from the field, 50% from three. <laughs> He's averaging per 36, nine free throw attempts per game, five rebounds, three assists, and only one turnover. And he has a plus, oh, a plus minus of 13.8. Um, Rubio had a really good game last night, but... What we saw, and this will get us let's 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 get into that fourth quarter because the fourth quarter let's first of all, let's talk about the Warriors. The Warriors have been in these big game situations what for the past five years now they've had five years of experience playing in these types of things five years with the, with their with the, you know with their freaking good yeah yeah they've so five years with their nucleus knowing what to do and then you go Durant and, and it's far beyond that of how how many big games he's he's had to play in being the dude uh U- Utah and Donovan Mitchell they have I mean you can count them on both of your hands probably still at this point mm-hmm. um it, and and it's this year they every one of these games is going to be with a target on their back so they're they're definitely going to get their bumps and bruises really quick and if you're if you're Quinn Snyder, this fourth quarter is going to provide you with so much film to be able to show your guys in high pressure situations. Hey, here's what we missed. This is where we we started to falter. This is where because in in high pressure games, like the speed of the NBA is fast, and then in a high pressure game, fourth quarter crunch time, the speed it it, it goes up another notch. It goes up another gear. And there were times you could tell the Jazz were trying to slow the slow the game down, not because they it, it was advantageous to them. It was them trying to catch catch themselves back in a like to to just get their mind wrapped around what was going on on the floor. And and so there were times you look at that fourth quarter and eight minute mark and down was where it really started to fall apart for Utah. Um, you saw Ricky Rubio with an unforced error, just losing uh, losing his footing, and that resulted in two free throws. You saw um, Ricky Rubio losing track of Draymond Green on an inbounds play on the defensive end, and that mm-hmm. resulted in two easy points because both uh, Rubio and Gobert were focused on Curry, um, Curry when Draymond Green was screening for for Curry. And so they're both worried about him hitting that three and Draymond was able to be like wide open right underneath the basket on an inbounds. Um, and then, uh, then you had, um, then you had, uh, Donovan Mitchell actually, uh, they ran a great play. Ricky was able to throw it over the top of the three point line over to Mitchell. And you saw both green and clay over, over pursue Mitchell on that. And then that leaves, Rudy Gobert wide open for for a uh, for a dunk. So there there were good execution, but for the most part, the Jazz's offense really grinded to a halt. And we saw in the Houston series, we saw in we saw in Oklahoma City that Donovan had, was basically like go and get your shots. But when you and I were talking about this before the podcast started, Kobe Bryant when he was breaking down Donovan Mitchell's film from uh from Houston that game too. He knows that Donovan liked to pull the pull the ball out when he got the favorable matchup and then he tried to go down with a head of steam instead of coming around the screen and just putting the defense on his heels r- right away. And every single time Donovan tried to pull the ball out, uh the the Golden State Warriors defense readjusted. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by readjusted, you might have had uh, um, like Steph Curry on Rudy Gobert down low, but because he pulled the ball out, they were able to switch and 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 get their defense reset. And now all of a sudden, they have Draymond Green down there, who's able to switch and be able to 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 uh, get to get to Donovan if he's able to beat Jonas, or um, or they started noticing 
that they were trying to headhunt uh, Jonas Drebko. So Draymond Green kept on blowing up screens. Mm-hmm. And it was forcing Donovan to have to choose between a switch between Draymond Green or Kevin Durant. Well, and that's that's part of what I was thinking is like, you know, obviously like Donovan can play better. And even Donovan is in his interview after the game said there were some things he could have done better. Said, and I don't like, think I don't I mean, think anyone's arguing. Like an shot, like a, you don't want to take a long three against Jarebko. Like you got to put that dude through the rim. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is Donovan will get better. But if Donovan makes one of those yeah. shots, which by the way, like normally he does make about two to three out of those eight shots anyway, we would have won the mm-hmm. game. You know, and yeah. he would have been the hero of the game, and we wouldn't have even been getting a million death threats through the email of SLC. <laughs> like, you know, but like, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you're playing the Warriors, who are the best team in the league. Just a reminder to everyone out there, you know, because guess what? SLC Dunk was not the only one making comments out there. <laughs> you guys, well, here's the thing. Here's want to know who who, uh, who? Here's all the writers that um, said that Donovan Mitchell tried to do too much in that last uh, last f- fourth quarter. Andy Larson, name and name, David baby. Locke, <laughs> the new, the new Trib Jazz, uh, Eric Walden. We don't we, Walden. Yeah, there we go. And then we got uh, uh, Woodward. We got um, we got who else? Who else was uh, said so? We got Dan Clayton at Salt City Hoops. We had we had Doris freaking Burke. Like. It wasn't. It wasn't this unique thing. Like we had the hottest take out there. It was just, and that's why I even said I said it, Donovan's heroics are hurting the Jazz in the fourth quarter. That's a weird thing to type in 2018 because we never had to really say that mm-hmm. ever. And so, and and the reason for that is teams have had an entire off season to really have their scouts pour over game film and learn Donovan now. And that, and here's this is where Donovan's next step is from good to elite. In order for him to really take on the league, he's going to have to recognize ahead of time what they already know about him and start to pre-plan for an adjustment. Now, it's not enough to catch them by surprise. And and this is this is a great example of I think these fir- this first month we're going to see an inefficient Donovan, and that's not going to be because Donovan has taken a step back. It's going to be because defenses have taken a step forward in what they know about Donovan. Mm-hmm. The bad the bad teams, the lottery teams, probably not, but the good playoff teams, yeah, oh yeah, they're they're going to be ready for him. And but but by by November once uh, and. Middle of November, by the time the Jazz have enough game film on what defenses are going to be able to do, guess what? It's adjustment time. And we already know that Donovan is freaking elite at, at just being a film, uh, just, uh, just a film buff when it comes to mm-hmm. watch, uh, watching and preparing to games. Well, and here's the and, thing. And I, that's gonna, he's going to make those adjustments. But it's just like it, in these games, it's okay, it's okay to critique him. It's okay mm-hmm. to say that. That's what we do. And and I love how people are like, it's so easy. You should do it. Well, I don't. I'm a critic. As, as this is what, what my job is. His job is to play. And it's okay for us to be like, yeah, it would have been better. It, it, there was ways it could have been better. And if we didn't say anything, if we wrote our recap and said, hey, everybody did perfect, somehow we lost. Mm-hmm. I it just it, – that, that's not giving well, – It's not accurate. That's not – it's not accurate at all. I remember typing the recap and I was like, if I put negative things about Donovan, I'm going to get lit up. Uh, but it happened. It, it, it happened just like, but as I've watched, I I've watched the fourth quarter. And I told, told James this before we started, I've watched it four times today mm-hmm. for uh, normally I'd only watch it once, but because I got lit up on Twitter, I was like extra fired. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to show these haters. I'm going to show them. But, um, the but the main what 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 came out in in the fourth quarter in the game film though was uh was things of not being aggressive and i don't mean like hey being the man and taking the shot i'm talking hey when you're coming when you're coming around that screen you got to go or um on the defensive end there were just defensive lapses with uh rubio had 3 mm-hmm. he had 3 defensive lapses that were um pretty pretty huge mm-hmm. and and 
And so, and, and, and I'm not sure if that's Ricky just trying to ball hawk or if he just got genuinely lost in the, in the big game. But, um, we're, I think, man, you had the hot take of Dante Exum push in for that starting position. And so far through two games, I'm looking pretty golden right now. I'm looking pretty good. You're, and that's not to say Ricky didn't have a good game last night. Ricky had a Ricky really great a game, game last See, night. That's the thing is, I think Dante just might be that good. Like even if Ricky's playing great, Dante does some does some things that no one else on the team even does, except for maybe Donovan is just incredibly uh, fast. Incredibly fast. Other than Donovan, yeah, bends the defense, gets penetration, gets to the hoop, and those are things that Donovan does. But Dante does them as well. And when you think about you having two elite penetrators that also are great passers, both very young, uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, Dante, I've seen this for years, and that's why the last three years have been so frustrating because you could just see it. It's just there right in front of you. It's just not, you know, it hasn't come to fruition yet, but you could just see it. And now it's happening, and it's exciting. And Dante has that incredible ceiling that just... Uh, and I, I did want to say one thing about Donovan, just like because uh, he definitely made some mistakes last night. But at the same time, he like you mentioned it before, he's playing the Warriors, who last year and the year before yes. were always a top two defensive team. Some of the things that Donovan did could be things that the the defense just kind of forced him into. You know, when he's making mm-hmm. mistakes, that's what the defense is trying to get him to do. So it could be that, you know. Uh, some of these things Donovan could have done better at, but there's some things that the de- defense is forcing him into those things with schemes that maybe we don't quite under, like I don't understand, you know, uh, that, that, you know, and Donovan's a smart player too. It's not like Donovan's a, a dummy and goes out there and says, I'm going to take this bad shot because I'm going to win this game. It's like, you know what? He probably sees a player two ahead and can see that, you know, if I do this, then this is going to happen. Plus, I'm I've got Kevin Durant in front of me, who's Defensive Player of the Year candidate, and I've got a, a la, 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 and then it just doesn't go very well. And so he yeah. just he just needs experience. Um, one of the things I've noticed with Donovan is that at least the last two games, and it got better as la- last year as it went along, so that in the playoffs it got even more and more uh, improved. Is Donovan hit, just looks a little like he's a uh, hundred miles an hour right now. Uh, he just mm-hmm. he has so much energy and he wants to win so badly that he does he just goes so hard and then it literally just kind of it's just so fast that and and Donovan will he'll just be fine he he'll uh, calm down a little bit he'll um, it's just experience he'll be fine there's no reason for Jazz fans yeah, to be alarmed or anything yeah. like that he's fine uh, yeah and and this is and this is the and I think this is a little bit of hype and we talked about this. Uh, coming into the season is there was so much hype around Donovan Mitchell that at some point that we were going to jump the shark on what he would be versus what his potential is career-wise this season, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, and we, what he did in the playoffs last year, we don't talk about enough of how incredibly unique that is. And a little bit of what we're expecting him to do in this season is incredibly unfair of uh, any player. Um, and and so, and and then he got hype with ESPN. He was everywhere. He's in China. I mean, he was the league's most lovable dude. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the summer of Donovan. That does not. His popularity does not translate to his progression as a player. It just takes time. And it takes time, yeah. And and I, and part of, uh, just like Royce O'Neal, it looks like he's trying to put together what he worked on in the offseason. Don, it, it feels like, I, I think we all kind of anticipated Donovan was going to wrestle with um, what he's perceived as as a star player versus what he where he's at in his development this season. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's going to be some nights where those are right at the same point. Um but early in the season it it's going to feel like the hype is just a little bit ahead of where his development is whether he's just getting in is set in the, in in the area whether he's putting too much pressure on himself 
to really go out there and just dominate. They have a really good team. And I can't imagine at age, what, 21, 22, like going out there and, and trying to be the dude mm-hmm. um, on, a, on, a, te- on, a, on a, a team that has a potential to be the second best team in the league. So that's, that's some insane expectations to ask of a guy for in his just second year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's by the end of the year, he's going to fill, he's going to fit in those britches and he's going to be able to uh, fill those shoes. But as of right now, it's still going to be that process. And w- what was funny about all the comments are like, you're going to scare Donovan Mitchell away and you hate Donovan. And you guys are turning on Donovan. It's like, it's nothing like that. Like, he he had a rough game. He he before before he he checked in at that eight minute mark. He was seven for fifteen. Yeah, he was having a good game. He was having a really good game, and and you would want him. You and n- never did I once did I say I don't want the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is there were better decisions to be made, and whether it was the uh, and it was a combination of scheme experience and just the pressure and the stage at that moment that combined for to for those mistakes to allow him to go over seven and he wasn't the only dude uh rudy gobert uh did that um he he had one foul where he pushed somebody on in the back and that the jazz lost the possession he also did that push in the final seconds on jurebko which evidently which Coincidentally, pushed Drebko right into the uh, the rebound, mm-hmm. um, which is just for a, the putback. honestly that was just a bad break. The ball just bounced right yeah. through him. It was like a combination of two things. There like was a lot of bad luck that quick, in that game. Like just bad there, luck. It was. And, and when you're talking about a one point loss, there's so many things that just if they break it at the one point, like w- another one, if Derek Favors doesn't doesn't fight back a little bit on that tee and gets a technical, that's only one technical jazz shoot. Now we got a t- that's a tie game going into overtime. Well, and like there's that play um, where Ricky Pitt makes the pass and Steph Curry kicks the ball and the refs don't call a kick, you know, and it goes the other yeah, way. And they there's so much. There's, just there's so of, much, and so uh, annoying, but it happens. Yeah. And that's why that's why when you when when uh, analysts are are looking at how a team is going to do from year to year. One of the first things they they look at are those games that are like the close wins, that are the fifty fifty wins where somebody a team wins by one or two two wins. And if you see a team that has like that's like ten and two in close games, mm-hmm. they're going to look at that team and be like, "That's a that they could have a wild swing the other direction." Because a lot of the time, that's just luck. Mm-hmm. It, it, when you have a, when you win by just that small amount, so man, it was such a good game. It was it. I <laughs> now now uh, let's let's go through who I've been blown up by on on Utah Jazz Twitter. Uh, Derek Favors, <laughs> now uh, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, have I anybody else? Have we got? I don't think so. Not a ton of them get on Twitter. Uh, I mean, they get yeah, on Twitter, I mean, but um, Donovan's probably the most active Twitter user. Rudy gets on there, but I don't yeah. think he's ever lit us up. Uh, Oh, the one one thing I do I do fear with Donovan is um, we have a Kobe like player, and I ne- I never want to see our fan base become like Kobe stands. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> where they're just like you can't you like. Oh, I thought you were describing my water. Twitter. I- <laughs> like the <laughs> like the dude walks on water. One of my favorite things was uh, there was this Kobe guy who um, a few months ago it was over the summer. He was like. Check this out. This is this is Kobe Bryant going all out in a workout in his final season, and it, it, Kobe just looks very average guarding dudes up and down the court. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I, the one thing I, I I want us to as fans, we got to enjoy our players, we got to enjoy the ride. But that dude, fandom is is uh, coming from somebody who was an actor. You fully have the right as as a participant of entertainment to critique, to applaud, to boo, to cheer, to do whatever. I'm never going to tell tell a fan base. Well, actually, I am going to tell a fan base what to do. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to I'm not going to fault them for their decision, though, because that's that's part. You're paying for an entertainment product. 
and and as as long as you're buying, which <laughs> we are, mm-hmm. uh, you have every right to critique because it's your dollar. So uh, that's okay. And the players, guess what? They get that. On some nights, they're going to be a little bit more terse about it, like Donovan Mitchell was with the like in our our uh, critique. But at, at the same time, like I got no problem. I, I love that Donovan Mitchell liked our tweet. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I would like the dudes who are going like leave him, leave Brittany alone <laughs> on it. But I, <laughs> it you know what though, but, like that's but that's that, part I, of the fun. I, I like it. I like the game and ship. I like part of the game and ship. And guess what? I love it when it's not me on the other side. So I I gotta be I gotta be okay with it on the other side. I do think my take is is, is right. Like it's one of those things where it's just like this is weird to see. This is weird to see it not working. Well, Donovan, and that was Donovan, what we were talking about. Donovan is um, as much a sniper on Twitter as he is on the court because sometimes I've seen Donovan. So I have notifications on Donovan, and this it's fun to do. By the and way, that was at three a.m. He liked that at three a.m., dude. Well, he was probably just laying in bed. He just was probably like, I mean, you know what? As oh, much as we were painful, Donovan was probably S- probably see. I watched that game interview this morning, and. Uh, I don't think there's no way in hell Donovan listens to this, but uh, I, I, I like, I was like, man, I, I, I feel like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is, is he knows that you, like, which is kind of funny a little. Yeah, like, he does because he does. It was just kind of like he'll sometimes tweet something and then just delete it immediately. But he knows that people like me have him on uh, on notifications, and so it's kind of like he gets to like get the snipe out, but not have it, you know. I don't know. He's very my bad. favorite thing is they were like, "I'm no longer following you," and you're like, "You were never following us." Mm-hmm. Like, like that's my favorite. Like, what do you get from that? Like, I'm not following you anymore. You weren't. It's like okay. Like, why are you even lying about it to be a tough guy? You're like, I have to defend Donovan Mitchell somehow. Donovan Mitchell, we have, being, we have fought the battles of guys. Donovan Mitchell for years. Donovan knows this. If he doesn't, Donovan. We fought with Sixers fans and Boston fans all season. We were leading. Yeah, the there's probably like Derek Favors in the locker room being going up to Donovan and be like, I told you. <laughs> those, I told you about those guys. Those douchebags. I warned you. <laughs> I really don't think they care all that much about it. They've been trying that. to trade me for five years. Uh, no. <laughs> like, guess what, guys? They, they got me in a new trade machine every 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 every, every February. SLC Dunk, I'm going to be in five different trade machines. Guaranteed. <laughs> Calling it. They'll turn on you, Donovan. <sighs> no, but but for real, though, but for real, that – oh, man, it was just a really good game. It was just a, such a really good game. Uh, so uh, let's talk about our, our small sample size uh, theater MVPs of the week. Okay. So, so far, your your boy, the Knights of Niang. Jo- George Niang – I mean, I predicted Nyang would be a big part of this. I demand rubbery. Oh. So he is, I want that on a t-shirt. So 27 points. Here's his per 36. 27 points on 42% field goal percentage, 40% from three, 10 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, all for a good negative 23.6 plus minus. Uh, So. (laughs) I don't know. And he's only played. He's uh, yeah. So, um, Joe Ingles though. Joe Ingles. This is uh, Joe Ingles is the MVP of the week. By uh, uh, can we be agreed in that? Well, like Joe Ingles is the dude this week. He's legit. If you, if you were going to give, your, yeah, um, he is shooting seventy percent from the field, sixty four percent from three, at, um, per thirty six, eight point six three point attempts per game, um, and that's pretty close. That he he's been playing close to that. Um, two and a half rebounds, five assists, three steals, and uh, and and, and a plus minus a zero. Tree. Oh, sorry. No, he's yeah, he, dude is dude is nuts. He's absolutely. I mean, he looked so good in that series, and the things he's doing, like the Jazz should have beat the Warriors last night, and Donovan, you know, didn't have a good fourth quarter. Uh, Ricky Rubio played better than he did game one. Game one, Rubio was oh boy, it was not great. Ooh, that um, was rough. Royce that had was, a bad game, rough. and the Jazz still were phenomenal. So, I don't know. So, small sample size theater's got to be Joe Ingles. He is just balling right now, 
and he's he legit joe ingles is actually one of probably the top 10 players in the league right now after one week oh absolutely so 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 let's end the season we got our mvp we win give it to the aussie <laughs> so um donovan mitchell he comes in third he's at per 36 21.8 points per game uh Coincidentally, that's how many Alec Burks has per 36. Mm-hmm. Um, field goal percentage is 34%. Three-point percentage is 31%. Uh, free throw percentage is 75%. He's actually down for the, for the, from year over year. He shot 80% last year. Mm-hmm. Um, two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, two steals. So his defense, I, I will say this, Donovan's defense on clay was phenomenal. Well, and that could have last night. That could have been part of why he was tired too, because he had to guard Clay all night. You know, he might have just kind of ran out of mm-hmm. gas a little bit, and you know, he'll get yeah. even fitter and stronger as the season goes. Yeah, and um, I, I, one thing that I am noticing, and I think this is partly why Joe Ingles has been able to have such an insane start to the year. Donovan's offensive gravity is incredibly different this season it's palpable like does mm-hmm. does uh does ingles have the game he has last night without donovan's gravity probably not that's what I, that's what i'm starting to wonder and so um oh man it, sometimes i'm like man do we have like the true successor to kobe like a guy who um, might not have the most efficient night but because of the just insane attention on him, it's just going to open things up for a lot of other dudes. Is that do we have that type of guy, um, or is Donovan really going to Don? The biggest the thing that's going to be the most fun watching with Donovan this year is his efficiency. Mm-hmm. How is that going to increase? Because right now, every every person who who criticizes him has a has a legit case for saying, you know, he's a volume scorer and he's a volume shooter. And and that's what he is right now. I don't think he's going to stay like that. The way he learns film and the way he adapts and just this, this coaching staff makes it really hard for me to believe that he can be that. And that brings us to Dante Exum, um, fifth guy. And um, he's at, well, and then Rudy Gobert. We'll then do, we'll do Rudy Gobert. Dante Exum, 21 points per game on 57% from the field. 50% from three, 72% from the line, averaging nine free throw attempts a game uh, uh, per 36. And then you got four of uh, five rebounds, three assists, and only one, the money is only one turnover. Like, uh, he's playing phenomenal. Yes. And uh, my, my favorite thing, the plus minus, plus minus 27.9. Oh, boy. So it is it is crazy. And then to end it, Rudy Gobert, 17.5 points, 13 rebounds. Um, he's shooting. Rudy Gobert is shooting 81% from the line. He might be our best free throw shooter right now. 81%. Um, actually, Alec Burks is. He's 100%. <laughs> Um, and Ricky Rubio is, but Ricky Rubio is only taking 0.7, uh, free throw attempts per game. Uh, Alec Burks, uh, per 36 is averaging six and he's hit, um, he's shooting 100%. Um, and then you have Rudy is averaging two blocks, one and a half steals. Um, so here's, here's the, here's the crazy thing. Um, Ricky Rubio per 36, nine points, 31% from the field. 42% 42% from three last night really helped hit him get his three point percentage up 9.2 assists per 36, 3.3 rebounds. Um, but he's turning the ball over per 36 at a pretty high clip and that's uh three, three turnovers, but nine, nine assists to three turnovers is not bad. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. um, yeah, it's good. Uh, so here's, here's, here's a worrying thing though. Um, so the starting lineup for the for the week. Will you would you like to know the only dude who is not a, a negative plus minus in the starting lineup? Yes, I would. Joe Ingles. Well, that's not surprising. He has played so so that's well. The only uh, Ricky Rubio negative nine point nine. Rudy Gobert negative two point zero. That's really surprising. 
Donovan Mitchell, negative 3.6, and and then Derek Favors, negative 0.8. So you have all these we, – we saw the worrying signs in preseason. It's still kind of continuing where it doesn't feel like the starting lineup is – is um, all the way there. We, we're, we're, they're starting to. I, I think the Golden State game. They finally started to get their their groove, mm-hmm. and um, and that looked um, that that they looked focused. They looked like they were uh, really working. But at the same time, um, the bench is really where the Jazz's strength is. The question for me is with Donovan Mitchell. If you put Dante Exum in that lineup with Donovan Mitchell, does that allow Donovan to be able to do more things? It very well might. Does that open things? Well, and then because can Rubio play on the bench with more shooters, like with the Jay Crowders and the Niangs and things like that? I don't know. That might actually work because it. I mean, if you bring in uh, Rubio with that second unit, and then you have a, a unit of Alec Burks, Rubio. Um, and then you have Royce, Jay Crowder, and then Favors is your five. And even Favors can shoot it. And that, that, that's, that's a, uh, a lineup that's going to run. Mm-hmm. And we saw that Utah's wanting to, Utah's eighth in pace. It's, in the NBA. it's just a different team. It's, it's a team that can it's, score. It's completely different. A team that can run and they can defend. The Jazz are very good. The Jazz are going to win a lot of games this year. That's one thing we can come away with for sure. The Jazz are good. Uh, they just got to keep it up. And 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 the, and and the the real thing that we got to be talking about this year is where do the pieces fit? Mm-hmm. And Quinn Snyder said, and Dennis Lindsay said at the beginning of the year, it's not really about who starts or who finishes or who plays where. It's just. What are we doing as part of the team? When you're a team this deep, there's going to be going to be sacrifices. And we saw last year Quinn Snyder had no problem moving people up and down, no matter their tenure or whatever, if for the sake of success. Mm-hmm. And Dante Exum through two games looks really, really good. There last night he, and against Sacramento, he has looks like the only person outside of Donovan Mitchell. And at times, Alec Burks. Um, Alec Burks didn't have it last night, but for the most part, Alec Burks has mm-hmm. um, and through preseason and the first game. Those are the only guys who can get their own shot. Mm-hmm. And now Joe Ingles all of a sudden because science. <laughs> and Well, because of gravity from Donovan Mitchell. And if you put in Dante, Donovan. and you get a lot more spot-up threes from Joe Ingles who's shooting like – a million percent from three right now. So it, mm-hmm. it might be, you know, you get two or three more games where Ricky plays well, but not great. And then you have Dante who just burns the doors down. Like it's not, it's only a matter of time before he, it's like, we got to get this guy on the floor more because the more he's on the floor, the better yeah. we are. And because you better believe Dante Exum's contract has incentives for starting. I promise you it does. And so now all of a sudden, you're not going to get like Dante Exum and his his agent being like, okay, we got to wait our turn. We understand rookie contract. Guys guys have their contracts. Now all of a sudden, you got Dante Exum on 11 mil. It's like, I want to hit some bonuses. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be different. It's a different dynamic now. And you got to look at Exum. He's like a veteran now. He's getting paid 11 mil. And and we we talked about this, what, two podcasts ago where – now we're going to start seeing what e- happens with, when egos, um, there's more egos to play and there's when egos with expectations and, and, and it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating, but man, you got to be excited for Exum, right? Absolutely. Got to be excited for Exum. Oh, everyone should be. I mean, and he's paid his dues also, AB, for years. AB as well. AB, AB, AB is looking good. I mean, last night he, he struggled, but he got to the line when he did. That was what I like to see with Burks is he's just like, hey, it ain't working from here. <laughs> and he got to the and he got to the line. And that's what I like to see. He got to the line, let's see, how many times? Yeah, he got to the line three times in eleven minutes. It wasn't happening from from distance, and he was just like, Okay, going to the hoop. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, guys, it's an exciting season, and I hope that you're ready for the Jazz to win 55 games this year minimum. You know, barring injury, barring at least anything like that, the Jazz are really, really good, and they're really dynamic. They have playmakers at every position. Uh, Rudy Gobert, I know his plus minus looks like that, but it could be just the side effect of playing with other players on the starting lineup that have a bad plus minus. <laughs> that might just be why but rudy has looked really good to me the jazz are going to win a lot of games the nba has been crazy this year by the way this the amount of scoring that's been going on these first few days has been kind of nuts and i don't know if that's going to keep going but if if it is it only helps the jazz it has to and and we talked about that the um you know the tugging that's no longer there the the less of the restriction of movement albeit that Draymond Green was like basically like pancaking Jay Crowder the other night. They didn't call well, it. They allow Draymond to do but, whatever he wants, I guess. Yeah. One yeah. technical foul call and we go to overtime, by the way. But mm-hmm. heaven forbid. So uh, I'm wondering if uh, like we talked about it. It's, it. They do these types of things. And it, like the refers are the refers, the refs are incentivized for like six weeks and then it slowly trickles off. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're going to see that that same thing. So coming up, uh, the Jazz's October of death continues. And um, they will go on their first road trip um, starting Wednesday. But on Monday, they get a breather and they have the Memphis Grizzlies come into town. The Memphis Grizzlies just lost to Michael uh, Green to a broken jaw, Jeez. evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. Um, so, uh, so they, they lost, they lost to him. So we're going to get to see some, some Jen Jackson. Last time he was in Utah, he lit it up against the summer league Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see him. He's good. Um, but the jazz get a break. He's good. He's good. Um, and then they go on the road on a four game road trip and they go to Houston, then to New Orleans, New Orleans, (laughs) bruh. And they go to, (laughs) Dallas Mavericks, and then for some reason, because it's on the way home, they go all the way to Minnesota mm. to play the Minnesota Timberwolves on the 31st on Halloween. And please let Jimmy Butler be up there on Halloween. Yes. Can he please be traded right then, or at least like be traded right at, I don't know, because you know how players play well once the guy gets traded because they want to prove, and yeah. I don't want to be the team that they're trying to prove something against. There's going to be nobody watching that game. It's 6 p.m. on Halloween. Like every, like the entire Utah fan base is going to be out at, at a trunk or treat with their, with their kids. Mm-hmm. They are. You are, right? Are you going to be? Are you trunk, are, are you trunk or trading? We'll see what we do. We moved. Uh, Come on. You got four kids. You got you to gotta take care of your family, man. Do- that could feed you for what? Two weeks? If you guys hit the right, right trunk or treats. <laughs> We'll be doing something. We'll probably go door to door out here. And I moved out to a country neighborhood. So we'll probably do that. Who oh, knows? In the burbs. I will be walking around in the cold with holding the hands of little kids on Halloween. I'll just say that. But also, I will be watching I, the jazz. It may be a re- it may be on my DVR and I may be doing something posthumous, but we'll see. So are they lit? Are, are, are it? Is the uh, trunk or treats in Utah? Is that where it's at? <laughs> trunk or treats are nice because then you don't have to worry about like being murdered or like uh, things like that. That is true. I'm a, I'm a fan. There's always like that one house where you're looking, you're like, ah, man, they got their light on, they got they decorated, but someday someone ain't right here. <laughs> I'm a fan of trunk or treats actually because it's easy. It's nice to go. You it just and go it's around over. the block. And people are people are generous on the trunk or treats, man. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the night, you can cash in on uh, on regular um, on regular trick or treating because what ha- if you had a neighborhood that's not hit that often, and then people are like, "F it, you guys are the only people who come through, have the entire thing." <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, trunk or treats are legit. They are fun. Uh, I don't like. The only thing, though, is then I'm a fan of less effort with things because with trunk or treat, then you have to you have to like um, design your car to look like a thing. And I 
Oh yeah. That, and I'm not that's... the biggest fan of doing things. <laughs> no. But you know what? Power to the people that really do. Great job, guys. I I spend a lot of time writing about the jazz and talking about the jazz, and so it's like, uh it's hard for me. But trick-or-treating, I will say so, the one thing is, and so I have four kids. Uh kids make all those holidays that used to be fun fun again because you get to see it through your kids. And so uh, I don't know. Halloween's fun. Kids are fun. Trunk or treat is is fun. And yeah, I mean, it, just having a kid, it brought Arbor Day like to a ten again. <laughs> the Arbor Day. <laughs> Tell you what, Christmas gets lit again. Freaking awesome. Oh yeah, it is. It, it that is so true. So, what is your prediction? We got Grizzlies, Rockets, Pelicans this week. Grizzlies. And then, oh my gosh. And then Mavericks on Sunday. My goodness, Grizzlies, that's four Rockets, games. Pelicans. We go, we go, we go four games in in five. Not oh, three and yeah. What's your? How what? many games is it? Grizzlies, Rockets, Pelicans. Uh, yeah, we got four games in six nights. Win, win, loss, win. Three and one. I yeah, I'm I'm looking yeah. <laughs> Pelicans. It seems like the Jazz. I, yeah, I'm worried about the Pelicans. The Pelicans look like Utah right now, where you're like, I did not expect Nick, uh, Nico to be going for 30 and 10 every night. I kind of feel like the Jazz um, are Rorschach from uh, Watchmen, and they're just like, you know what? You know, everyone's like saying, oh, you got to play the Grizzlies. You got to play the the Rockets. And I think they're like Rorschach in the prison, and they're just like, no, you got to play me. <laughs> That's like how they play. Yeah. That's how they played the Warriors. Like, I'm actually like, the Jazz might be the second best team in the NBA based on what we saw yesterday. They are they are looking really good. Like if I'm if I'm the Grizzlies, like how do you beat the Jazz? Like, you know, Jaron mm-hmm. Jackson's a rookie. Like he's interesting and really nice. Uh he, I don't know if he's any better than Yang right now. He will be eventually, but Yang's shooting 50% yeah. from 3 and uh Joe Ingles is shooting 70% from the field and Rudy Gobert is is going high double doubles right now and blocking three shots a game. And, and Donovan Mitchell is just going to get better and better and better. It's the jazz are freaking good. I, I, they are really, really I good. I think the jazz go three and one. I think they lose to the Pelicans the because Pelicans the Pelicans were sick of losing. Oh yeah. The Pelicans are, good. I think they do go into Houston and, and get the win because Utah has that game circled. They want, they want to, they want to prove. Um, and then the Mavericks, yeah, we're gonna beat the Mavericks, but man, I'm so excited to watch Luca. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm oh man, I'm so excited to watch Luca. He's looking a little. So yeah, we get to see some. We get to see Luca and Jaron Jackson this week. Oh, man, and then Anthony Davis. Like Anthony Davis has been balling out of his mind. Man, it's gonna be a good week of basketball. You know fun? It's gonna be a great week of. You basketball. know what's fun about the Jazz too is it's always fun to see players play Rudy Gobert the first time. It's going to be really, honestly, like I'm excited to watch Doncic, but I'm actually really more excited for Doncic to make that first drive to the hoop. And then <laughs> it'll end a certain way that will be very enjoyable. I am excited. Oh, yeah. Like Jaron Jackson rim running the first time off a of pick and roll and just hit and go bare. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's going to Draymond be. Draymond got so mad at Rudy, went right at him as hard as he could, trying to destroy him. And Rudy just took care of it. It's I. Oh, it was very. It's crazy. too bad we lost that game because they deserved to win that game, honestly. But it didn't happen. Yeah. It's okay. Three. So three and one. I think there's a chance we go two and two. Um, just if something doesn't break right. Mm-hmm. Um, against uh against Houston because it always feels like does it doesn't feel like James Harden always goes off for fifty. Well, the Rockets I don't know what lost it is. big time to the Pelicans. Their defense is kind of turning out what we thought that losing Ariza was a big deal. And Bamute was a big deal. And, and, uh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, we'll see. I think the jazz are going to do really well. I don't know. They're very, very good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Should be a good game. So, with that being said, we're going to wrap this up. Check us out on slcdunk.com. You can subscribe to our podcast. We're on Spotify now. Yeah. Spotify. I yo. believe so. Go check it out. Uh, so, if you don't see it, let me know. Yes. No, I checked it out. I checked it. We were on Spotify. 
So we're on Spotify. We're on on all the stuff. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, it calls. So make sure you go and subscribe there, guys. And also, and the SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. If you like SoundCloud, we do have some, we have a pretty good amount of followers on SoundCloud. You can follow us there. Um, I personally like iTunes because it automatically puts it on my iPhone. But there's a lot of listeners we have that have Android. So Spotify is there. I believe we're on you know Windows Podcast and also uh, the Android Podcast app. I can't remember what it's called, but guys, go follow us. The Android Podcast. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I probably need to go to there. We might have some reviews on there. I haven't looked at it, so. That's something I probably should go check out. Uh, but guys, we will talk to you next week. I hope you like this podcast. Make sure you go leave leave a review on Apple Podcasts or everywhere else, and we will read them. Uh, Michael, I will talk to you next week. Peace. Sounds good. Ciao, haters. Bye. <laughs>